This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. podcast presented by parks casino and sportsbook and elliot shore parks the dream is dead the dream mm. is mm. dead and you know what i'm okay i'm okay i want i wanted it to happen i wanted it to happen but uh obviously with the loss it's just a, a rough rough performance we'll get into the whole thing and all that but well like real quick real quick before we before we dive into the depths of of an eagle season that was you know, obviously some things to be excited about, but for the most part, really, really crappy all around. Let's talk about something awesome, because Elliot Shore Parks got engaged. Oh, man. My man. Oh, Woo. man. Yes. What up, buddy? I know. It's very exciting. I would I would like to say, I feel like we can talk about like more of, of this on the next pod, but uh, I would like to say that from honestly the bottom of my heart, I tweeted out a picture like saying I was engaged and James, you know, like I was texting with you beforehand. Yes. Like, I don't know. Should I tweet it? Very like, nervous about it. Yeah. Cause people can be mean and like, I'm used to it, but I didn't want people to be mean to, to Kristen, but I tweeted it out. And like, in all seriousness, it like made my night and honestly made this whole experience that much better that people were so nice about it. So I really do appreciate everybody that liked the post, tweeted back at me, DM'd me, texted me, all those people. So uh, obviously the exciting thing is I'm engaged to Kristen and that's super exciting for me. But at the same time, like it did mean, a, it did really mean a lot to me that people were super nice and cool about it. So yeah, thank you, were, you, were definitely stra- you were definitely stressing about it. You were nervous. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Look, I mean, it, I, I it's always, ni- stuff, it's always nice when, when people aren't assholes. Isn't that a beautiful yeah. thing when and it's know? nice when the Eagles, you know, don't turn in their worst game of the season at the worst possible moment. Well, let's get but, to uh, that. So on the next pod, uh, you will find out how it yeah, all happened. Yeah, we'll give happened. all the details. I want to know how it happened. I want to know what she said, the whole reaction. I want to know all of Naturally, it. Naturally, but... it involves rain, as one might imagine. Uh, of course. It's, it's it, a good story. I'm excited. I'm excited. We will and James got the, the blow-by-blow details throughout the whole thing. Oh, so we yeah, can, buddy. We can talk about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. We are, the whole thing will come next, Bob, because sadly, we don't um, have at least a meaningful Eagles game to look forward to. Yeah. All Elliot, here's what I'll say about next week's Eagles game, and then we'll dive into the, the crap we just saw. But in terms of must-lose games, never in the history of, of Eagles football has there been a bigger must-lose game. Not just the draft pick, but by losing, you guarantee the Cowboys don't make the playoffs. It is it is an all-time, all-time, all-time must-lose football game. For the oh, ab- absolutely. Um, I mean, we can talk about what they should do a quarterback. I guess you do start Jalen Hurts. Oh just yeah, because. yeah. It'd be weird to put one. But to your there. point, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, well, I, I think, think you have a better chance to lose. You have a better chance to lose one. We'll get into that. Let Let's dive into what happened today. Because look, uh, let's be honest. Jalen Hurts was not great today, as far as it goes. No, and I'm I'm still very bullish. I believe in the kid. I, I've I've seen enough from an above the shoulder stuff to to believe. But why don't we start with Hurts and then we'll get to. Well, actually, before we get to it, let's just start with your impression of the team, especially because, look, you were right about one of the two games that mattered today. You thought Washington would lose. You called it. You were dead on. They yeah. did. They played like crap with Haskins. It opened 
the door. And all the Eagles had to do was beat a shitty Dallas team. And they got their doors blown off. And they came out hot too, Elliot. Just uh, we'll get to the specifics. We'll get to Hurts. We'll get to Doug. We'll get to all of it. But but just in terms of like macro takeaway going into this game, yeah. as excited as you were, as believing as you were, you know, to kind of get some yeah, I mean, of that I, pile of trash. I was all in. Like I would say, like, amongst all the beat writers, like in, you know, like all the media members, I feel like I was the most like all in on a playoff run. Like I thought it was going to happen. I was down for it. I was excited about it. I was pumped to cover it, like all those things. So when I saw that Carolina went ahead at one point, I think they were up 12, nothing and the Eagles were up 14 to three. I was like all in like, okay, this looks great. This is going to happen. And for them to turn in over all the performance that they did, I have, I have two thoughts on it. One, the obvious one is it's very disappointing. And Today, if, if Jeffrey Lurie's initial plan prior to Jalen Hurts going in was, I'm going to fire Doug and I'm going to fix Carson, today was a day where Lurie is probably saying, okay, you know what, time to stick to the original plan. That's what, not what I would do, but I feel like today was not a good day for Doug Peterson. The offense only scored 17 points. Uh, they looked just lost after that initial start. Deshaun Jackson has an 81-yard touchdown that doesn't get a target the rest of the game. Um, I didn't like some of his situational play calling. I mean, obviously, it comes down to execution, but like on one series, it's third and long, and the ball goes to Zach Ertz on uh, basically a short pass. And then on fourth and, I think it was 12, the ball goes back to him. Like I know it's Jalen Hurts throwing it to him, but I don't know. I just wasn't blown away with, with Doug today. And we'll, we'll get into Jalen, and I will be critical of Jalen. Everyone out there saying I, I won't be get ready. Like I will be critical of Jalen, but I just thought the Eagles looked sloppy. All the penalties. I don't know. Just today was not a good Doug Peterson day whatsoever in his chances of keeping his job. Well, I'm a, and I'm going to criticize Hertz too, but I, I'm a hundred percent with you. Like if you ask me where does, you know, and it's hard not to say you know, the defense in some form or another, but I think ultimately on a, a basic level, I think Doug Peterson deserves the most blame for this loss. Like, his team Agreed. wasn't his team wasn't ready to play. I mean, what five false starts? Five in like five? the second half alone, too. In it feels big like I mean, they got, spots. Yeah. They were sloppy. They were undisciplined. It was the same type of football we saw before Hertz took over. You know that that type of football we talked each week about. Yeah, Wentz was horrible, but you know what? Everyone else was horrible too. We saw that play out today. And look, the roster deficiencies were on full display. And and yes, partially because of injuries. But I mean, Matt Pryor is a is a disaster. Michael Jacquet well, was a disaster. I mean, they had players out there who were having all-time bad football games, and it does ultimately all fall on Doug. To, I think mostly fall on Doug today, but man, it was a it was a bad team that played bad today. So the my counter to the roster thing would be, and I believe of of everyone that should go, it should be Howie, and ironically, he's the one that seems the least likely to go. But I will say, like, not a lot of teams can survive like playing their third off, you know, their third right tackle, their you know fourth cornerback or whatever, right? So my thing with the defense was, first of all, it's unacceptable. I mean, you give up 37 points, it's unacceptable. You allow p scores on I think five straight possessions at one point, um, unacceptable. Like no matter who's out there, and it wasn't just how they were allowing it. They looked helpless. Like, it looked very, very easy for Dallas. It looked like the defense had no chance of getting stops. Now, with that all being said, it was Marcus Epps, Graylon Arnold, Michael Jaquette. I mean, it was guys out there that, like, we thought might get cut in training camp, right? So, well, guys who weren't on the team. I mean, Jaquette's a practice squad guy. Arnold's a practice squad guy. I mean, there was right. guys who, who were cut. Like, they did not make Right, exactly, team. yeah. And, and you're going against a Dallas offense – that is good. Like, had been very good recently. I think they had something like 71 points over the last two games. They have maybe the best set of three receivers in the NFL, like off the top of my head. There might be another team, but the, the threesome of, like, Gallup, Lamb, and uh, Cooper is, is amazing. And then, you know, like, Andy Dalton is, is a good backup quarterback, and when he plays like he did today, and granted it's going against a bad secondary, you know, he's like a top 25-ish quarterback in the NFL. So the Eagles ran into a problem. Obviously, uh, I didn't think. And, the the, and, and line. that's what I was about to say, Elliot. That's I was like, yeah. Part of the reason Andy Dalton looks so good today because the defensive line was horrible. Like the defensive line got right. no push. And I know now they, they were, talked they about were it without on the, Cox. And, yeah, uh, they Swift, talked about Swift, it on the broadcast Swift. nonstop losing Cox. The moment they lost Cox, everything changed. But man, Javon Hargrave gets paid a lot of money. Malik Jackson gets yeah. paid a lot of money. I mean, <laughs> you guys got to be better. I mean, they were there was no push. I mean, it felt like Andy Dalton had all day back there and that's how you beat this team because especially that's why that that particular aspect of it is so disappointing because going into this game knowing 
to your point, you're playing Michael Duquette and Graylin Arnold and these guys in the secondary, you would hope that you would get an inspired effort from that defensive front because that's the way yeah. you're going to stop a team that has CeeDee Lamb and Omari Cooper and Michael freaking Gallup. Well, the other brutal part of it is if you had to script this game, it would be get an early lead so that you can run the ball, right? So they get the 14-3 yep. lead, and, and you're sitting there and saying, okay, Dallas can't stop the run. The Eagles are a really good running team. Like, Dog. this could not be going better, right? And, and it, well, I actually put it more on the defense because it felt like you go from 14-3 to three where you're like, this is perfect. They can just run the ball to, oh, my God, now all of a sudden they're down. And the weird part about it was as bad as the defense was playing, like – the offense has to score more than 17 points. You know, like we have no question. Many a pod, no question. Many a pod over the year where the defense has had a bad game. And I've sat here and said, yeah, but Carson Wentz and the offense have to score more points. And you grade Carson differently than you grade Jalen because this is his third NFL start. But at the same time, like the offense had chances. There were periods of this game where it felt like they had a chance to take over or at least to like mount a real comeback. And each time it was like sloppy play, penalty, blown opportunity. I mean, as good as Dallas was, this game was still there for the taking. Like, even in the fourth quarter, they're down 13 points with the ball on the 28-yard line and nine minutes to go. Like, it's a very winnable game. I mean, you start a drive, I think I think it was on the 28, you ended on the 33. Like, it's unacceptable. And so the defense was really, really bad for a stretch. And then they kind of picked it up. And obviously, I think we agree Doug's the most to blame and then the defense. But, like, overall, the offense just, you know, it was unacceptable. It, it, it was – both sides of the ball were terrible. That's really kind of where you fall. No, they that. were. They were. And also, let, let's stick with Doug for a second. Then we'll get to Hurts. But, I mean, specific to Doug and the offense, I mean, his play calling was all over the place in this game. I mean, obviously, there are specific decisions like the – you know, fourth and three, and then taking the penalty, go back to fourth and eight, and not yeah. just going forward on fourth and three, and then and I going for it on I would have too, and then going for it on fourth and fifteen instead of kicking the field goal. I know it's a long field goal, but that was a weird decision too. It just felt like he was wonky all over the place, and then like you mentioned it in the open, but you hit Deshaun for an eighty-one yard touchdown on the second drive of the game, and then you don't give him the ball again. Like he's not even on the field. Like what? Well, I, it makes no sense. That, it makes it, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 befuddling. It's perplexing. It's I don't get it, Elliot. Nice, nice back-to-back -back words there. But Thank um, you. I, I mean, like, here's my thing with the, with Deshaun. If you're gonna put him out there and you're gonna dress him and play him, and then he gets an 81-yard touchdown, yes. like, so keep him out there. Like, yes. I don't care if he's not getting the ball. It felt like he wasn't even on the field. I remember at one point, and this is another thing where not being at the stadium is not ideal. But I, I you know, Deshaun has 81-yard touchdown, and I swear it wasn't like five game minutes later i see him on the sidelines standing behind doug without his helmet on and they're the offense is on the field and i'm like this is what they would do in week one when they were trying to keep him for the season well the season's over now you know like i mean you, there's no like saving deshaun for week 17 i don't know if they're trying to keep him healthy for week one of next year but like he should have been out there every play you don't take another deep shot to him and i and i understand that defenses can stop things but you're telling me there was not another opportunity to send it to, to you know to send him deep and so that, that was just very weird, especially when Deshaun is a player that when he gets the ball early on, he takes games over, right? Like when he can get involved early, that's when he really gets going. What De Deshaun is a very streaky player. Like if he doesn't get the ball for the first you know quarter and a half, chances are he's just not going to have a big game at that point. So I, I just thought for him to have that big game and then to literally not have one more target, it was just very weird. It was super weird. And then again, like the, the running the ball, like – Miles Sanders, 15 carries, and it just felt early on. It's like, all right, they're just going to run these guys in the ground. Like, they could do this. And then, again, he just goes away from it. Like, it is whatever people want to say about Doug Peterson and the play calling, whether it's good enough or not, there is clearly an issue with his running the ball. Like, it's just an issue. Like, he goes away from it. He forgets about it. Like, he just gets into this zone where he just doesn't run the football. And it is – we have enough evidence to, to know that that's just who Doug is. And sometimes it works when your quarterback's slinging it. But I think in this situation with this team, with Miles freaking Sanders, like, I, I, I just – I don't think they commit to the run enough. I don't. Well, I thought there was one stretch where – so they go up 14-3 to – and then I think Dallas might have scored on the next possession. But regardless, the next time the offense takes the field, he ran the ball three straight times, and they went three and out and punted. And, look, they were up 14-3. to three. I'm okay with the decisions to run the ball there. Like, I get it. But it felt like the beginning of, like, getting way too conservative way too quickly. 
So I, I didn't like the three straight running plays. I mean, look, Jalen Hurts ends with 39 attempts, but I feel like it, it feels like 20 of those were in the fourth quarter. Like at one point, I think I think at halftime, or at least like close to halftime, he only had six attempts, and Miles Sanders had 10 runs. So like he did try to run the ball early on, but I just think the onslaught from the defense. I mean, it goes from 14 to three, then it's 14-10 for. Uh, you know, fourteen, thirteen. Like it just, it just snowballed so quickly, where where things just felt so out of control. And I think that did throw off the play calling. But you know, overall, yeah. Like I, I actually killed Doug way more for how sloppy they were than the play calling. And I'm not disputing your opinion on that. I think you're probably right. It's just to me watching it, it felt the bigger takeaway on my end was they just looked so sloppy. And I think part of that is having a rookie quarterback, but like bad penalties at bad times, just, just dumb things that were so avoidable. And they just, they, they kept doing it to themselves. I mean, they end the game with, let's see, 12 penalties for 115 yards. I mean, that's brutal. It's just brutal. Um, All right. Hurts. I think, you know, look, it's very clear. We've been talking for 15 minutes now. I think everyone knows that we, uh, we were not super impressed with what we saw from Hurts today, but what was your takeaway from the performance? Again, in light of, I don't think Doug did him any favors. I don't think he had a lot of help out there, but what did you think from Hurts? I mean, the the throw to Deshaun Jackson was really, really good. Great throw. Hit him in stride, like right in the hands. Perfect throw. Um, the run in the, the first quarter where he lowers his shoulder and gets in the end zone, like I thought it was a perfect example between the difference between a guy on his rookie deal and a guy that's had two serious injuries and is making 128 million. Like Hertz does that, and it's like, oh man, what a great play. If Wentz said that, it would be you can't be reckless with your body like that, right? So I thought there were some good things from Hertz. He had a few nice throws on third down, um, so there there were some positives. But I think overall, even though his numbers don't look that good because of the interception at the end, I thought it was an empty performance from Jalen Hertz. I never got the feeling that he was mounting a comeback. Like after it was 14 to 3, that he it just looked like the offense wasn't moving and I think he was partially to blame for that. And I don't even think it was like poor throws or bad decisions. The offense just felt hopeless. And I think Jalen Hurts has to take some accountability for that. I mean, he had his first really bad interception, which it's going to happen. And and I also think what Jalen Hurts was put in a position where he he came in for Carson Wentz 2 weeks ago. And he had to be perfect, right? They had to win all their games. He couldn't make any big mistakes, all those things. And he was really, really good the first two weeks, like absolutely. But expecting him to have four straight good games clearly was unrealistic. And he did not have a good game today. I mean, his passer rating ends up at 70. I think that's appropriate. Like, I, I it snowballed Adam towards the end, but I did not think he was uh, good today. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, I, I know a lot of people – phrased it this way but I think it's just a perfect way to phrase it it's look for the first time in his NFL career Jalen Hurts looked like a rookie today you know and that's yeah that, that's exactly. gonna happen it's gonna happen to every rookie in the NFL and uh you know he looks really good out of the gate like you said they got out to a quick start which was really nice to see we haven't seen a lot of that the throw to Deshaun was great the throw to Alshon later in the game was great he had a few yep. of those wow throws and look I think on the whole, still watching the way he carries himself, you're still impressed. They talked about it a lot on the broadcast. I really like the fact, and this is something I've noticed from the jump with him, is that, you know, he's always looking downfield on those bootlegs, waggles, you know, when he's in the pocket. Like, he never lets the pressure take him away from from trying to make a play downfield and keeping his eyes downfield. And obviously, we know he's good at getting rid of the ball when he needs to. So, um, I'm still really impressed with Hurts, but he, he didn't have a good game, like flat out. It is what it is. Like I don't think Doug helped him. I don't think his receivers helped him that much, and one of them being a, a rookie who I'm oh, yeah, still not impressed with. We yes. will get there. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Hurts, you know, just he looked like a rookie today. And, you know, there, there were opportunities there, and they weren't able to take advantage of it. And I think a big part of that is on Doug, but obviously a big part of that has to be on Hurts too. Well, and it comes back to what I've always felt, which is like where you drafted matters so much, right? I mean, if you look back at Carson Wentz's rookie year, he had a lot of really good games and a lot of really bad ones. You know, like he was not, I think overall his rookie year was a success for sure. Like I thought he showed more positive than negative, but he wasn't perfect. And you saw tonight, like the, what happens when you go with a rookie quarterback? I I just think like, you know, the fact that the conversation is now going to be, maybe they should stick with Wentz and like, you know, obviously Doug was not a good coach. Like, it, it's not fair to Jalen, you know, like it's his third NFL start. Like he shouldn't be expected to be perfect every week. He's it's not, no rookie is capable of it. Like Joe Burrow was number overall pick. He had bad weeks, you know? So um, I think how you look at Jalen's performance 
is you look at like the, certain things, like like you said, the the throw to Alshon I thought was really good. I still think he does a really nice job deciding when to run and when to throw the ball away. I really do. Um, the fumble, like, so I don't think it should have been ruled a fumble. I do believe it he was, was not a fumble, right? But it was really really close. Like it was one of those fumbles where it was not it will not be ruled a fumble. But, like, he allowed that ball to get stripped out of his hands as he was going down. Like, by the by a split second, his knee did hit, and I thought it was a bad call. But it was still uh, it was still not great. Now, I don't think, like, ball security is a big issue for him. I know the numbers kind of dispute that. I think he's now has five fumbles in three games. But just from watching him, I never get the feeling that he's reckless with the ball. So I don't view it as a big problem. But clearly, it's something, you know, like when you list what he has to work on, I, I think that's near the top of the list. Oh, no question. The fumbles in particular, the interceptions, obviously the one at the end, you're trying to make a play, whatever. That that first interception was such a horrible, horrible pass. Yeah, it was his like, worst it decision was, at the worst possible moment. It was moment. just a terrible decision, a terrible pass, a horrible interception. And look, that's going to happen. That's going to happen to everybody. But um, yeah, I think Hurts, on the whole, just, just not a good game from Hurts. And, and look, that's the first time we've seen that. I think it'll be really interesting to see how he bounces back next week against a, a very good Washington defense that has a lot to play for, a lot more than the Eagles do. Um, I did, though, as I said before, I do I do think the Ertz did not have a lot of help out there today in particular, and um, Doug, a big part of that. J- Jalen Rager, man, can we just say he's not good? Because I don't think yeah. he's good. He's not good. That's how I feel yeah. about Jalen Rager. Sorry. Well, so I know all the people out there are going to get so mad at me. Give him a chance. He's not good. Well, in the pregame show with Glenn Mack now, uh, he asked me like to list what receivers I thought had the most potential moving forward. And uh, Joe Giglio and Ross Tucker are on, and they both said Jalen Rager. I said Greg Ward. Like I, I think Greg Ward has will have the best NFL career from here on out of these receivers. Like because Alshon's going to be gone, Deshaun's retiring. Like clearly they're better receivers right now, I guess. But I just don't I don't see it with Jalen Rager. So there was a play in this game. I believe it was in the second quarter. I could be mistaken, but if not, it was like late set, late first, early second, where Jalen Hurts dropped back, threw the ball to Rager, and it looked like he overthrew him, and you know Rager extends it. But to me, it just looks like – it never looks like Jalen Rager is running at full speed. Like I, I don't know if it's because I expect him to be quicker, but it feels like every time I see him at the end of a play – it looks like he's pulling up, like he's like already slowed down, like whether he has the ball or he's heading towards the sideline or even on that play. I also think he does a really poor job of figuring out when to turn back from the ball. Like you see it time and time again where balls are overthrown because he's running his route and then he slows down to look, but he's doing it way too early. So then the ball ends up ahead of him. So that I thought was discouraging. But I mean, to me, like the poster for his rookie year is going to be end of the first half, three seconds left, they somehow dial up this play that looks like it has a ton of promise. Like, we didn't see a replay of it for some reason. But Jalen Hurts uh, throws it to Rager uh, over over uh, the defender. Rager catches it. There's, like, three Eagles out front ready to block. There's one guy, one guy, right? And he brings down Rager. Like, that is the perfect moment where if you're a special first-round pick, like, make that guy miss. And who knows where that goes, but it looked like an extremely well-set-up play. And he just – he does not look special. I mean, maybe he has an NFL career. I don't know, but he does not look like a guy that's going to be like your dominant, like we can count on him every week type of guy. Not even close. Look, I would say yeah. I would take Quez Watkins over him right now. At least to, I've seen some burst and some some excitement with that guy. I'm with you. Like Regular looks slower than everyone else out there. Like he does. He doesn't look like he has that explosiveness. He doesn't go up strong for the football. He doesn't seem to have strong hands. Like none of the things you want in a wide receiver. And yeah. I'm sorry to do it, but you watch Justin Jefferson. Or, oh, or, or how about this? Watch Brandon Ayuk. Watch a guy who's taking a few picks later. Watch Chase Claypool or T. Higgins or any of these guys. Like, they're all just noticeably better. Like, they're just yeah. better. Like, you just watch them and, and you don't need to know anymore. You're like, oh, yeah, that guy's a better player than Jalen Rager. It sucks. It's such a bummer. And I know it's not his fault or whatever, but... I'm always going to compare him to Justin Jefferson. Like, sorry. I know it's a bit on the show that we do and stuff, but it's it's true. I am I am gutted by the fact that I have to wa- – everyone in the fucking world knew that there Justin Jefferson was the big – everyone on the planet. And my, I, like, I could ask my two-year-old daughter who to draft in that spot, and she would have said Justin Jefferson. It was so obvious. 
And we got this nincompoop, this just smartest guy in the room running the show. And he takes Jalen Rager. I mean, he should be fired just because of that. He should be fired just because of this. Not even mention the $128 million that we haven't paid Carson Wentz yet. I know that's a fictitious number, but you know what I mean. Like, right. I or mean. this, or the Jason Peters fiasco, or the Alshon contract, the $18 million left on it for next year, the Deshaun fiasco, the this, the that. Like, fire Howie Roseman. I don't know how he ended up in this spot, Elliot, but it is the thing I feel so by far the most strongly about in terms of my Philadelphia Eagles takes the number one take, the most important take, the only thing that matters is this weasel has to go. Goodbye. I know it's not going to happen, but that doesn't mean that we should stop saying it because Howie Roseman is the biggest problem with the Eagles, and watching Jalen Rager play every week makes me hate him that much more every single week. I mean, I feel like I should give this a second here to let that breathe, you know? Like, the audience is probably clapping as they listen. That just but, was, uh, it just came out. Like, I did, I was not planning well, nothing on... really gets you going like Howie Roseman, oh, I will say. I can't but, stand him. I mean, so I'm writing an article uh, for WIP in, for Monday morning, and it's kind of listing, like, why this season fell apart. And Howie's decisions at receiver is part of the reason. I mean, look, Deshaun had an 81-yard touchdown today, and... We're all fooling ourselves if we don't think Deshaun Jackson is back, oh right? God. I mean, God. but so oh you go with Deshaun. God. Just shoot me in the um. It sounds so horrible. The idea. I mean, of think about someone. this. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're top three guys, like the guys that they like truly counted on to be impact players for them. Deshaun, Alshon, and Reger. They're gonna end up with what? Two combined touchdowns, right? Because Deshaun won't have any. Alshon has one, if I'm not mistaken. And Rager mistaken. has one, yeah. And Rager has that, like, fake one-yard touchdown run, right? So your top three guys, the guys that were supposed to, like, help your offense, one touchdown or two. Well, and yeah, then Deshaun had one today, so two. Yeah. Well, actually, it's three then, my bad. Because then yeah, Deshaun yeah, had one today, one, Alshon yeah. has one. They each have one. So they each have one apiece. That was some quality math right there by us for that stretch. But <laughs> it just didn't work out. And, you know, Zach Ertz, I feel like – it's a shame because he's going to come like so close to being the team's all-time leading uh, and all-time leader in receptions, and it's just not going to happen. Like, I don't know if he's cooked or what, but it just—it feels like every time they throw the ball, the ball to him, it just does not end up well. Like, I don't know if it's like he slowed down. I don't know what it is, but it, he did not look good out there today either. Yeah, uh, it's uh, again. I, I think the biggest issue for this team right now, and we're going to, we're going to spend a lot of time and we'll get into some big picture stuff in a sec. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time talking over this off, you know, not even the early part of the off season, cause it'll happen sooner rather than later, but about Doug Peterson and, and you know, whether he should lose his job or not and all that. And it is just so much less of an issue in my mind than the roster itself and the man running the show. But We'll, get well let me ask you a, a defensive question before we go big picture. Um, so Michael Jaquette, obviously super struggling. Obviously not – I mean, even though he had a, gave up a lot versus DeAndre Hopkins, I actually thought he played well last week. But regardless, like – He's a disaster today. Yeah. Like a, he was really a, bad. A, as bad a, a cornerback performance as you can have, more or less. I mean, it's kind of – it kind of like is – you know, you always talk about, and I talk about a lot, like what would happen if you went out there and played? Like that was kind of what it looked like. I mean, he's an undrafted rookie, right? So like he shouldn't be able to cover Michael Gallup. He shouldn't be able, be able to, you know, cover Amari Cooper and those guys. Now, the tough part is because of the injuries, like they had no choice in a lot of ways. Like early on, I thought, you know, you had Darius Slay, but the issue is if you move Jaquette over to, if you move Slay over to, Michael Cooper, they're just going to tap. They're just going to Michael Gallup, I should say. If you move Slay over to Michael Gallup, they're just going to start. Yeah, targeting. it was a pick your poison. You didn't really right. have a choice. They're all now, three are good. Did you think they should have moved Jalen Mills to corner earlier? Because it did yeah, seem like absolutely a hundred percent. Not even a question. Yes, 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 yes. I thought okay. the moment. No, I mean, you kept. It was one of those days where it's like, are you going to get this guy out immediately? Like yeah, you just you just knew you're like this guy has to go. I mean this this is a disaster. It's not going to work. You know. I agree. I agree. Like so, I would I would have taken Quez Watkins get on and said I would have said hey Quez go play corner or whatever. Like even if you didn't have the option, <laughs> hey, Quez moving, go play corner. Even if you didn't have the option of moving Jalen Mills over, it was like Jaquette wasn't getting it done today. No matter maybe Reger can play corner. Hey, can't be worse than a wide receiver. Yeah. Oh! So I, I I do think that was the one like. 
I, like you know, Schwartz gave up. Schwartz's even gave up thirty-seven points, so it's hard. Uh, clearly, he did not have a good day. Again, I do think he was severely undermanned for what it's worth. But I do think the one thing you can absolutely kill him for, like he played a ton of man when they didn't have the guys to play. Totally, man. like I know he could do it, but Nikhil Roby Coleman can't play man. Uh, you know, Jaquette clearly couldn't play man. You didn't even have other options really besides that. Now I understand the team's not great at zone either, and you bring Slay in because you're going to play a lot of man. But I do think that really hurt this defense that Schwartz stuck with man as long as he did. Hundred percent. And again, I, I do think Schwartz made a mistake not subbing Jaquette out quicker. Um, yep. Uh, a couple more things, then we'll get big picture. Um, Quickly, along those lines that we were just talking about there, uh, I just want to say thank God we got to see Jordan Howard play a little football, right? Um, oh, well, the, the play, the, the most the, ridiculous the, Yes, part. the second and 10, down yeah. 13, handing it yes. to – terrific. We haven't seen – Miles Sanders in, like, witness protection. We haven't seen him in, like, four drives. And it's like, hey, Jordan Howard, go for a run. I, I just – um. Okay, sorry, I had to throw that in there. Well, so I got a little uh, – this will frustrate you too. Oh, good. No, thanks, so buddy. We're, we're, we're recording this while the Doug Presser is going on, so I'm like kind of getting little updates. Uh, Deshaun didn't play throughout the game because he was dealing with lower body uh, soreness. Oh, so. Most shocking thing ever. Yeah. We should so. have just assume that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what the, it is. The, 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 it's the, the classic. It's This is the Deshaun Jackson story. 81-yard touchdown, hurts himself, can't play anymore. It's just... It's so on brand. All right. Uh, one other thing, and then I want to use the big picture stuff, but... Um, I feel like sometimes when you say something and like someone's mind is not on it, Jody Cameron is very good at this. Jody Cameron is very good at noticing something that I don't notice and saying something about it. And then I can't never, I always notice it moving forward. You know what I mean? Like yep. for example, he pointed out that when you're watching a Phillies game and the Phillies, uh, which I agree with him, it's a ridiculous, the Phillies fans do the, the Chicago Cubs thing is throwing the home run ball back. It's like, that's their thing. Like, don't steal their thing. It's That's not our thing. It's their thing. Regardless, but the, the, the next layer of that is that when the fans throw it back, the other fans around cheer. So he, DeCameron points out that, that I'm watching an opposing team hit a home run and then like three seconds later, I hear a cheer from the crowd that's ridiculous. And of course, Very interesting the, to see where this I is know. Going. It's so, the whole yeah. thing's so ridiculous, right? Um, but now I watch a Phillies game and I hear that cheer every time I think of the camera. And I'm like, you're right. It's super annoying, Joe. You're right. It's so silly and so stupid, but you're right. So, with this in mind, this idea that when something is said to you, you kind of have more of a radar out for it moving forward. Can we both agree? Cam Johnston sucks. Am I right or am I right? Wow, I did not think this was going to end with the Cam Johnston sucks, but that was quite the way to get to it. I mean, you know, I would say the story was more interesting than the point. Like, I do, I do, I do agree. Like, Cam Johnson definitely. He's not good. Not good. Yeah, I mean, 17 yard punt. He's you know, not good. I, I, I could do that. I could do a 17 yard punt. So, you like, thinking about it, but now, now I, I tell you like, a few pods ago, I'm like, he's not good. And you look and you're like, yeah. oh, wait, he's not very good. Yeah, I mean, they just have so many other problems besides the punter. Well, yes, you know, of like, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I look, it was disappointing being at a seventeen-yard punt, especially because I, if I'm, if I remember correctly, wasn't that when they punted on like that fourth and eight? Isn't that uh, when the game huh. turned? So that was that was disappointing. Jake Elliott made all his kicks. Miracles happen, Elliott. Miracles yeah. happen. All right, ride uh, that momentum into next year. You got anything else specific from the game before we talk a little big picture? Hmm. No, I mean, I thought there were a few Hertz throws today that were inaccurate, which I hadn't really seen before. But no, I feel like we, we, we've kind of touched on that. Yeah, everything. and that's always going to happen. Um, all right, let's get into some big picture stuff. And look, we'll do way more big picture stuff coming up. Obviously, uh, you know, Tuesday we'll have another pod out. And then obviously, you know, season's about to end and we're going to keep recording right. pods. So we got a lot to talk about. But just as a, a, you know, kind of a quick dive into – the big picture that is coming up. Let's start with coming off of this game, knowing that, look, if nothing else, we know the, the season is officially over. There's no more hope. They're 4-10-1. and one. They're eliminated from the playoffs, even though 6 Number six one. draft pick right now. Yeah, six, uh, six pick. The potential to get up as high as three, depending on yes. how next week goes. Uh, no lower than 10, as we already said, Muscles game next week. But um, let's start with Doug. Big picture, Doug Peterson, where you at right now? I would still bring Doug back. I, I would. Uh, I think that 
the issues all year, I still believe, were tied to Carson. Now, the offense had a bad game today. No denying that, right? But I thought the last two weeks he showed that his offensive system still works when it gets quality quarterback play. I thought there were even today guys that were open, right? So I would still bring Doug back. Now, I tweeted this a week ago or so, and I think it was somewhat misinterpreted. But my the, the question also with Doug is, like, do you bring back the same coaching staff? Like, do you bring back Scangarillo? Do you bring back Press Taylor? I think that question's a little more complicated. Like, I don't think Scangarillo is a good coach. I don't think Press Taylor is a good coach, right? So I'm not defending them. But I think there is something to be said for, like, allowing this coaching staff to have some kind of continuity. I mean, they've changed so many coaches over the years. So if I'm going to bring back Doug, I'm inclined to bring back the coaching staff just for that reason. But, yeah, I mean, I would bring back Doug, and I, I don't think firing him makes sense. But we'll, so, we'll see what Larry decides. Yeah, I'm I'm torn on it. Uh, if it were right now, and you have to tell me, I would probably bring back Doug, but I would push. What do you think, though, though? Well, I'm going to get there. I would okay. push for an offensive coordinator. I, I think I think Doug is solid at calling plays. I don't think he's great. I, I think he's solid. You know, I think he has some hang-ups, some issues. If nothing else, I would get someone in here who, even if maybe they share play-calling duties or whatever, just something where there is a – a voice who actually, who Doug will listen to, who is creative, who is different, who's someone who can add some new things, some new wrinkles. I think they need that. I know it didn't work with Scangarello and stuff, but they didn't offer I think anyone. Scangarello is just a bad coach. Well, they, and they I didn't offer anyone of play it. calling duties. I mean, all the guys who were exciting, like Graham Harrell and all those other guys that, that seemed exciting, didn't want it because they couldn't call plays. What do you expect? So you, you, know? would, you would offer a coach... Like if you're Larry, I would go. You I would. I would go. I would say, Doug, I want you to be my head coach, but I want you to try not calling plays for a year. I want to go get someone, you know, different, someone forward thinking, someone who's okay. only going to come here if you let them call the plays. That's what I would do as of this exact moment. But again, I think I would. I, I'm still leaning towards bringing Doug back, regardless. The rest of the coaching staff, I'm way more up in the air about. I, I'm not. I'm not connected. What do you think about my continuity point? So. I, I'm a big fan of continuity. I just, if it doesn't matter if they're not good, you know what I mean? It, continuity only matters if you guys who you think can grow, can right. turn into something. Like, I'm just not a big fan of Press Taylor. I'm not not a big fan of Scangarell from what I've seen. Like, I just have not been impressed, certainly with Press Taylor. I've not been impressed at all with what Agreed. I've seen from him. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that I need to buy into those guys. Or I don't know, really, but as of now, I'm not sure. As to what I think will happen... I think he's probably going to – I think that Jeffrey Lurie is going to do something. And I think he's going to fire Doug. I think he's going to – that's where I'm going because yeah. I, I think he's going to do something. He's not going to get rid of Howie. Like, look, let's put it this way. I think – look, and if Doug's fired, Schwartz is fired too. Um, I think minimum Jim Schwartz is fired. Like, I think if nothing else, like Jim Schwartz and Moore will be gone. I think Doug will probably be fired too. But there's no way that Jeffrey doesn't do something. Like he's not so, going to just let this kind of status quo into next year, even with a new quarterback. I don't really know if Schwartz deserves to be fired. Like I don't. We we could get well, into that. Debate. I know. I like Jim Schwartz. Yeah. You know that. I mean, yeah. again, he's playing with Michael Jacquet and Grayland Arnold and just nothing right. at all. Now, like again, I don't. I think Schwartz is good. Man, I think but Schwartz is are you not going to Zode? Yeah, I think Schwartz Sorry. for the most part is good. Um, but the tough part is like, if you bring back Doug firing Schwartz seems weird, but I guess that's what you would do. But then on the flip side, if you fire Doug is a benefit, like you almost naturally fire Schwartz. You, you oh, assume yeah. you would be back. Oh yeah. I think if you fire Doug, you're firing the staff, not the whole staff. Like they'll keep Deuce if he'll stay, they'll keep Stoutland if he can, like whatever. But I think you're now, firing I think the core of the staff. I think if they fire Doug, it won't be because of this year. It'll be because of 2019 and this year. Like, I possible. don't think it'll be oh, I think, look, I think part fire. of it's Carson Wentz. You look at Carson Wentz, and, and even though part of it is on Wentz, you have to blame Doug, too, for, for what's happened to Carson Wentz and who he became. It's on everybody. You know, Doug, any head coach is going to shoulder blame for that, too. And, um, I, yeah, I think that it's the accumulation of the last two years and the slow starts and the, yep. you know, all that. But um, I lean towards being with you in that I think that it is um, – I, I think I'd keep Doug, but I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to as of now. Yeah, so I think we're on the same page with that. We both keep him, but we both, you know, had if we had to pick like 51-49, we think they fire him. Correct. And then we're obviously okay. both fire Howie, but we both are 100% thinking he's going to be back, right? Are you, I'm at 100. Are you that high? Oh, yeah. I'm at, a. I mean, yeah. I guess 99.9. Sure, like, sure. I, I mean, 99, yes. to me was like. He's coming back. 
Um, yeah. All right, Jalen Hurts. Um, I think we all. I, I don't think we need to dive in. I think anyone who's listened to this pod knows that we both think that Jalen Hurts, with what he's shown already, deserves the chance to get a shot to start next year. Uh, I think that's pretty clear. Here's my bigger question for you: um, How do you handle the quarterback position if oh. you're the Philadelphia Eagles right now, moving well, forward? And that includes Wentz, and that includes. Are you cons- if you're a top five pick and Justin yeah. Fields is sitting there, are you considering it? If you're, you know, are you going out and getting a, a big time backup for Hertz? Are you like what? How are you handling the quarterback position? So that's like such a complicated, great and look, question. That's it. We're going to dive way more into this as it goes. This is not a one time answer, but coming off this game, the season officially, officially, officially over, even though we've thought so many times, how could it not right. be over? It's actually over now. Um, where do you stand right now? So can I ask you a quick question before I answer that? Absolutely. Just super quick. What, after today, after watching Andy Dalton versus Jalen Hurts, the backups we talked about a lot this offseason, right? Like using a second-round pick versus signing buddy, all those things. If you could do it again, would you have signed Andy Dalton or would you have drafted Jalen Hurts? I, I mean, I wouldn't have drafted. See, it's like an impossible question because I wouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts. I hated the pick. I still hate the pick. I hate the process for the pick. I hate what the pick led to. But I'm also really happy that Jalen Hurts is here, and I enjoy right. the potential that he brings, and I like what he, I like his makeup and all that. So, like, I wouldn't want to get rid of Hurts, but like, yes, if if you're going back and saying how would you have handled this, I would have signed Dalton and not drafted Hurts. And he sure. played well today, I thought. Yeah. Um. All right. So back to your initial question. First of all, I think they're in an absolutely terrible situation. Like, just just a terrible situation. I mean, the only bright spot is that. They have Jalen Hurts. Like, that's it. Like, he's shown excitement. He's shown potential. All those things. I'm not out on Jalen Hurts after this one bad game. Right? I'm just I'm just not. So, I don't know how I, I, don't know how I would handle it. Like, I don't know enough about the guys at the top yet. But the, but the tough part is, it's hard to envision a scenario where they have an undisputed starter week one. Right? Because if you keep Carson, like, do you trade Jalen Hurts? Or if you keep Hurts... I guess then you use a top five pick on something other than a quarterback, but that kind of feels like a waste. Like unless there's an elite pass rusher there, I just, I don't know. I mean, you could draft a corner too, uh, Patrick Sutton, you know, is potentially a possibility, but like, it's just hard to see how they navigate it because it's so tricky. Like, or let's say you decide you want to keep Carson. You can't trade Jalen and you're sitting there at number five. And like, I don't know, Justin Fields falls to you. Like, can you draft a quarterback and have all three on the roster? No. Like about, well, but they talked about always wanting to have good quarterbacks. QB like, factory, Elliot. I don't know. I mean, there's no question that the best position you can use a top five pick on is a quarterback, just in terms of value, right? And, like, if you're not sure about Jalen Hurts and you're not sure about Carson and you really like somebody in the top five, like, is it that crazy to think about drafting one that could be your guy in 2022? Like, I, I'm not stupid. I understand all of the obvious complications that come with that, but – I don't know. I mean, like, if you're seriously going to draft the best player in the most important position in the top five, like, how do you not draft a quarterback? So I, I, if it were up to me, like, what I would do, I would trade Carson, assuming you can get, like, more than a third-round pick. Like, I would think you would get decent value for Carson. I would trade Carson, give Jalen Hurts a year to see if he can do it, and just restart over in 2021 if he can't. And then as for the draft pick, like – I wouldn't take a quarterback. My initial take is I'm not in love with any of the quarterbacks. Like, not a huge Zach Wilson guy. I will say Justin Fields is the one I could probably change my opinion on the most. And you're not getting Trevor Lawrence. I would not draft Trey Lance out of North Dakota. Like, I'm not taking another quarterback out of North Dakota. Nope. It just feels too emotionally nope. charged, right? Not doing it. So, just not so, doing it. So that would be what I – like, my initial plan right now, you know, post-pod plan – is I would trade Carson, give Jalen Hurts a year, and then figure it out in 2021 offseason what you want to do. That is exactly what I would do. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I would do. Trade Wentz, give Hurts the keys. If it doesn't work out, reevaluate. Look, how he showed before uh, that he was able to get up to the top two when he needed to, maybe he could do it again, especially if it does. Look, if it doesn't work out with Hurts next year, they're not going to have a good record. You know, we're not going to be like, yeah, oh, exactly. wow, wow, Jalen Hurts was terrible, but they went 9-7 and seven and have the 18th pick. Like, that's not going to happen. They'll be high in the draft. So I- I'm with you. I think that's the right 
move, especially because I do still believe in Hertz's potential and in that guy and giving him a chance to kind of roll with it. Um, especially because of the, the cap situation you're in and all that too. You may as well wait an extra year and really get that value of a new quarterback if you're going to get him anyway. And I do really like Justin Fields. I think he's super talented. Well, I'm interested to learn more about yeah, him. Yeah, but I agree with you. If you're, you're, Lawrence is clearly the prize of the draft, and I, you have so many needs. This team is so destitute of talent. Like, just draft a stud somewhere. If it's Just a, a fun hypothetical. Let's yeah. just say for whatever reason, you have the number three pick and the Jaguars are open to trading it. Just Let's just say. What what would you trade to get Trevor Lawrence? Like, Jalen like, Hurts, a, a first and a sat like Jalen Hurts and two ones. I would trade whatever. So you'd give up Jalen Hurts, number three overall, yeah, and, and another like, one or something. Next year's one. I'm assuming you trade Carson. We go ahead and oh my say God. You, would, you would. Yeah, okay. Yeah, All right, I don't know. I'll drive him to Jacksonville. Are you kidding me? Would you trade? Would you? Trade I said I'd trade Jalen Hurts. Hurts is more valuable than Wentz. Right. All right. Would you trade Hurts, Wentz? Uh, Zach Ertz, the number three overall. Can you imagine pick. packaging Wentz and Hurts and sending them together somewhere? Oh that my would god, be so funny. <laughs> that would be yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, I mean, the the worry about trading the twenty whatever you're pick gonna say, I'll say yes to. I would give up my whole draft for Trevor Lawrence. I think he's a can't miss right. kind of guy. It would be interesting to see. I mean, I'm sure Jacksonville is going to take Trevor Lawrence, oh, like without question. But to. but I will just say, if you're at number three, like. I mean, if for whatever reason you're they within range, as they better, say, you are you range. are like primed to do it. Yeah, pretty so. crazy. Could they get him a third ring in the draft? It's wild. Yeah, it's unreal. No. It really is. Um, Not looking like my uh, plus fourteen hundred for them to win the division. Now it appears. I think, that I think you can officially officially say that was a yeah a loser of a bet, but uh, I yeah. thought it was a good idea. Um, so, uh, we're, look, we're going to dive way more into all this stuff. Obviously, we'll have nothing else to talk about. All this stuff coming up. But um, any other big-picture thoughts coming out of the game um, outside of, you know, Doug and, and Hertz and kind of what we've discussed? You know, like like I said, I don't think – this tonight doesn't change my opinion on Jalen Hurts. It just does, doesn't. But it was just disappointing how bad they looked. It was just a reminder that, like – this team is sloppy and bad and they have roster problems and all those things. Like it was a two weeks stretch where it was, you know, an exciting, like what could be right. Like if Jalen hurts is this good every week, they're going to be really good. Like the offense is scoring, like all those things. And tonight was just a reminder that there's serious work to be done. And I, again, not out on hurts, not on, on Doug, all those things, but clearly there's work to be done. I, I still think they can compete in 2021. I don't think that's out of the, the question, but it's never fun to watch a sloppy, bad football team, and we've done it many times this year. Didn't have to do it the last two weeks, but we certainly uh, certainly had to do it tonight. Uh, what a horrible year. I have nothing else. I'm excited for this football year. It's crazy they're 4-10-1. Yeah, they are 4-10-1. Like, you know, you know, I mean, that's bad. That is like, bad. I, I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. And they've but been I had a bad team. team. Yeah. They've been a bad team, like you said, and you're right. Just enough to watch that will be And they're What, what are they in the glorious. division? They're last. No, but I'm saying like, so they beat Dallas once and New York once. So they're two and three, I guess. Uh, yeah, two and three. There you go. Like even that is, you know, Horrendous. I think like heading into division. I mean, heading into the season, everybody thought they would go like at Sweep worst it. five and one. Yeah, you know, like no, they're, split they're, with the Cowboys. Win I, the other I think four. I think they got a lot of issues. Again, you look at the the salary cap, the overall health of the roster as it is, the dysfunction in the building that we've seen over the last few weeks, from the leaks to Howie to this to that, like. They're not in a prime spot. Like, I will not be betting on the Eagles to be a good football team next year. I just so, won't. Let my last question to you before we wrap this up is just prediction time. Like, so we both think they're probably going to fire Doug or whatever they're going to do. But here's my question. How long do you think Doug drags out? Like, like, do you think, like, Lurie comes out this week and says, we're keeping Doug or, like, oh, I right, think it's, like, I think it's a week, two days a after week the into season. the offseason. Okay, so you think he it won't sweats be Black, it out a He'll survive Black Monday, yeah. I think okay, it'll be uh, okay. That's my guess. Unless he's coming back. If he's coming back, I think they say it as soon as the season's done, more or less. If he's coming back, they should say it now. Because it's going to change yeah, their mind. I agree. I mean, you know? I agree. They should say it immediately. So, um, all right. I'll throw you one more. Um, they said this okay. during the the broadcast, and uh, I was able to knock it right out. I was very impressed with myself. So I'm going to see if you two nice. can knock it right out. During the broadcast, they announced 11 different starting quarterbacks in the NFCs this season. Can you Ooh. name them? All right, so I do remember the graphic. It was a Christmas tree, but yes. I, stopped paying, I stopped paying attention. They didn't so show them. They just said that 11 different 
And then I was like, ooh, let me see if I can name these immediately. And I did. Right, and start, then I was like, all right, now I'm going to test Elliot. Started a game, right? He Correct. N- not not appeared. Like correct. started. That's what okay. the graphic said, yes. All right. Okay. Carson yes. and Jalen, obviously. Yes. yes. Uh, Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton, Ben DiNucci. Um, I think that's all for them. Um, Daniel Jones, Colt McCoy. I'm up to seven now. Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen. And you're missing one. I knew I knew this is the one you're gonna miss too. It's so funny. I knew it. Oh. All right. So I don't think it's the Cowboys. I'm sorry. I don't think it's the Giants. I obviously know it's not the Eagles. Washington, Kyle Allen, Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith. Can you all right? I so I didn't get it, but you give me a hint of which team it was. It's the Cowboys. What? All right. Ben DiNucci, Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott. Who? I don't know. Who? Garrett Gilbert. Oh, what? Remember, oh, wow. I, I think he never, started against the Steelers. I'm almost positive. Played pretty are well. You positive about that? Uh-huh. Wow. All right. Well, I'm happy I got 10. I will say I missed like the only difficult one. But that was, that one, that was the one I figured you would. If you, if you Kyle, were Kyle Allen, I think, was a tough. Like, yeah, that's that's good work. A, I think you did good, buddy. Kyle I'm, I'm impressed. I'll give you that. Appreciate that. <laughs> All right. You got any final thoughts? Nah, I mean, look, this week's going to suck. No doubt about it. But uh, it's going to be a fun offseason. Like, whatever they do, a head coach, you know, the quarterback thing is going to be crazy. The draft's going to be crazy. So at least, you know, watching them and caring is over right like we'll just yeah, watch them next nice. week and whatever but yeah, now then it'll be, be we're gonna be upset when they play well we're gonna be like you mother ah well they'll, they'll win next week right yes they will lock it in yeah so uh, should be a fun off season yeah it's gonna be awesome we'll be here for all of it we'll be back on tuesday we will uh look ahead you know kind of get into some of the reaction to this game and the big picture stuff and um of course our picks uh heading into week 17 of this season we're back on wip saturday so we'll talk more about that as well and of course most importantly the full story yes of elliot and Kristen and how they got engaged i can't wait for yes that. i'm very excited to share it with everybody it's gonna be awesome all right we'll talk to you guys soon he's elliot james we'll see you later